Hello, Feast Bikutan! How's your Sunday? How's your lockdown? Alam ko yung iba sa inyo naiinip na sa bahay, nakakulong tayong lahat. But I'd like you to remember that in these trying times, God is still sovereign. Ano ibig sabihin ng sovereign? Ang Diyos ang may control ng lahat. Hindi nagulat ang Diyos na biglang one day pagising niya, boom, may coronavirus na at hindi niya alam ang gagawin. God knows that this will happen and I'd like you to believe that He has a rescue plan. In fact, maybe, just maybe, itong season na ito, itong, itong pagkakulong natin sa bahay, lahat ng mga nangyayari na ito, maybe this is God's way of healing the earth, maybe this is God's way of healing our hearts, of transforming us once again, so that we can be refocused on what really matters in our lives. So, I'd like you to believe na merong plano ang Diyos. Hindi man ito kapareho ng plano mo, but definitely, His plans are better than our plans. And lahat ng ito, one day, alam nyo, babalikan natin tong mga araw na ito, tapos titingnan natin itong parang ang laki-laki problema at hassle na ito, just as like a tiny speck in the totality of our life. Maliit na bagay lang ito. So I want you to zoom out, and I want you to see the situation in God's eyes. Because... Here's the truth. This too shall pass. Lilipas din ang mga ito. Kasi, alam nyo, it's easy to praise God when everything is going our way. But the question is this, will you continue praising God in these trying times? At para sa ating mga feasters, yes, we say yes to that. Why? We will continue to praise. We will continue to worship regardless of the situation. We will continue to seek God in the good times and in the bad times. That's why we continue with our feast. Kahit na wala tayo physically with each other, thanks be to God, merong ganitong paraan online. Last week, nakakatuwa, meron akong team para gumawa nitong video na ito. Merong cameraman, but unfortunately, ngayon, lahat tayo naka-lockdown. So, Send-send lang via email para ito'y, itong video na ito ma-record at maayos natin lahat. Pero ito ang totoo, walang makakapigil sa atin for sharing God's Word. Amen? And today, I'd like to give you a talk. Yung talk natin, tatapusin na natin yung series natin entitled Dawn of an Era, Prepare the Way for a New Life. But before we jump into our talk, Let's pray first our pray, favorite prayer here at the feast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. If you are with me, please join me. All together, today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I am God's beloved, I am God's servant, I am God's powerful champion, and because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's honor God's word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Brothers and sisters, our title for today is God Pusher. Sabi nyo nga, God Pusher. And 
let me share to you this story. One day, meron ako isang kaibigan. Eh, itong kaibigan kong ito, dati itong sobrang lulong na lulong sa droga. Dating drug addict. And nung medyo tumanda na kami, a few years ago, nakita ko na siya. Biglang posturang postura, ang ganda ng dating, parang maayos na yung buhay niya. So, nung kinamusta ko siya, sabi ko sa akin, pare, you look good. Kamusta ka na? Ano? Ano na nangyari sa'yo? Alam mong sabi niya, ay, nako, okay na ako ngayon. Sabi ko sa kanya, oh, ano, nag-addict ka pa ba? Sabi niya, di na ako drug addict ngayon. Sabi niya, ibahin mo ako ngayon. Drug pusher na ako ngayon. Sabi ko sa kanya, drug pusher. Sabi niya, wala kasing pera sa pagiging drug addict eh. Tapos, bigla siyang tumawa. Sabi niya sa akin, hindi, biro lang. Drug pusher meaning med rep na ako ngayon. Nagtatrabaho ako sa pharmaceutical company at yun ang binibenta ko, droga, medicines. Kaya drug pusher. And you see, hihiramin lang natin yung title na drug pusher, papalitan lang natin ng God pusher. And ikaw, are you a God pusher? Because if you are going to look at the Bible, especially the Gospels, alam mo napakataas ng calling ng Diyos para sa atin. We are created for a great purpose, and that purpose is to represent God wherever we go. Kaya yung, kung yung kaibigan ko, medrep, tayo, we are actually kingdom reps. You're a kingdom rep. We are God pushers. In other words, the question is this, when people see you, do they see God's face in you? O yung sarili mo lang. Or worse, baka mamaya si Judas ang kamukha niyan. But kidding aside, you're God's face. And our word for today, we are going to continue sa paghihimay natin ng Matthew chapter 4. And we are on Matthew chapter 4 verses 12 to 25. Let us read this together. As I read this on my Bible, I want you to read what's on the screen. Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 to 25. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then left there and moved to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah, in the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali. Beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. Sabihin nyo nga, Zebulun and of Naphtali. You see, importante yan. Bakit? Let's continue. Mama explain ko. From then on, Jesus began to preach. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called, called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed Him. Sabihin nyo nga, kingdom of heaven. And I want you to know, the first two brothers, it was, it was Simon and Andrew. Let's continue. A little farther up the shore, He saw two other brothers, dalawa na naman. Their names are James and John. 
sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Iniwan bigla. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the Ten Towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from east of the Jordan River. What a beautiful word we can reflect on today. Before we jump into our word, can I invite you into prayer? Just close your eyes, bow down your heads, put your hands over your hearts, and repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for calling me the way you called your first disciples. Just like them, may I have the courage to leave what is not of you, so I can truly follow you. You are my king. I want every area of my life, my relationships, my family, my health, my work, my finances, my ministry, to be part of your kingdom. This I pray in your mighty name. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We continue with our talk, God Pusher. And my one big message for you today is this, you are God's face. Alam nyo, two weeks ago, pinag-usapan natin yung temptation of Jesus and how did the temptation of Jesus prepared him for his mission. And here's what happened next. Ayun yung binasa natin kanina. Matthew 4 verse 12 says, When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. So si Jesus, umalis siya ng Judea and he went to Galilee. Bakit? Kasi medyo mainit na at nagkakagulo sa Judea. Ano ba nangyari doon? Yung kanyang pinsan na si John the Baptist, I know you remember him, he was just executed by Herod Antipas and Jesus knew na kung pinatay na yung pinsan niya, baka siya na yung susunod. Eh may mission pa siya. So immediately, Jesus goes to Galilee para ano? To start his ministry. And he went first to Nazareth, sabi dito, then left there and moved to Capernaum beside the Sea of Galilee in the region of Zebulun, and Naphtali. Anong significance nitong Zebulun at Naphtali? Anong siguro nagtataka kayo, bakit kailangan pa siyang i-mention? Bakit? Kasi kung di po ninyo nalalaman, I'd like to you to imagine this, itong Zebulun tsaka Naphtali, sila yung isa sa pinakamalas na lugar during that time. And kung titingnan niyo ang geography nung panahon na yon, nung Jerusalem, parang ganito ah, I'd like to illustrate to you. Yung northern part northern part ng Jerusalem, andyan yung mga kalaban nila, yung mga gustong manakop sa kanila. And then here, at the west, andyan yung Mediterranean Sea, merong dagat. Tapos nandito sa east, ayan, sa east ninyo, andyan yung Arabian Desert. Tapos nasa baba yung Jerusalem. 
nasa inyong Naftali tsaka Zebulun. Yung Naftali tsaka Zebulun nandito sa gitna. And so, in the history of the Israelites, the enemies of the Israel of Israel wanted to attack Jerusalem na nandito. And for them, para atakihin itong mga taga-Jerusalem, itong mga Israelita, hindi sila pwedeng dumaan dito kasi dito sa kaliwa, andito yung Mediterranean Sea. Dito sa kanan, andito Arabian Desert. Kaya yung mga kalaban ng mga Israelites, para makapunta sa Jerusalem, dadaan sila dito sa gitna. Ano yung nasa gitna? Yan yung Galilee. Yan yung Zebulun tsaka Naphtali. At sino ba yun nandito sa mga Naphtali? If you read ancient history, year after year, thousands of enemy soldiers would march through the towns of Zebulun and Naphtali, itong area ng Galilee na ito. And mababasa natin, sabi dito, sino yun nandun? Most of them, they were Gentiles who lived there. Maraming mga Gentile doon, mga hindi Hudyo. The people, kaya sabi dito sa Matthew 4:14 to 16, they said that these are the people who sat in darkness. Because in the time of the prophet Isaiah, mas maraming Gentiles doon kesa sa mga Hudyo. And I'm sure itong mga Gentiles na ito, siguro tinatanong nila si Lord, bakit naman kami? Wala naman kaming kasalanan. They're after Jerusalem. Israelites ang kalaban nila. Bakit nadamay pa kami? It's unfair. And maybe, right now, you are asking the same old question. Lord, bakit ako? Bakit kami? This is unfair. You might be saying right now, Lord, bakit kami mga Pilipino nadadamay? Unfair naman. Nadamay kami dito sa COVID-19 na ito. Eh, hindi naman kami kumakain ng tinolang paniki. Yung mga Chinese naman yun. But I believe this passage would like to tell us something beautiful. And here's what God is telling us, I believe. That maybe all of us, we are in our Naphtali and Zebulun. And maybe some of us here, we have sat too long in darkness. And ganun naman ang buhay. Madalas may problemang dumarating sa buhay natin na hindi naman natin ginusto or di man lang natin kasalanan. But Isaiah says that the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. Sino yung light na yun para sa atin? That light was Jesus. And you know what Jesus did? He did two things in Zebulun and Naphtali. Una, Jesus lived there because Nazareth was in Galilee. And number two, Jesus worked there because Capernaum was in Galilee. So Jesus lived there and Jesus worked there. Doon gumawa ng maraming milagro si Lord. Jesus multiplied bread in the shores of the Lake of Galilee. He stopped the storm and walked on water in the Lake of Galilee. Ang daming milagro doon. What's my point? Are you in dark moments right now? Are you in your own Naphtali and Zebulun? Fear not. God is reminding you. God is reminding us that He is with us, living with us. He is with us, sharing our pain, weeping with us, hurting with us. And the good thing is this. He's not only sharing our pain, He is also working miracles in your midst, performing beautiful things, blessings, miracles in your life. And one day, aayusin niya rin ang lahat. Aayusin ng Diyos ang lahat ng ito. I want you to tap yourself on your chest, on your heart. Say this to yourself. God is with me. And He is working things out for me. Once again, God is with me. God is working out things for me.
let's continue with our passage for today. From here, we have the official start of the public ministry of Jesus. And before this, everything was preparation. He was baptized by John the Baptist. Check. He fasted for 40 days in preparation. Check. Now, handa na si Jesus. And as you look at the next lines, you will see that Matthew gives a one-sentence summary of his entire preaching message, of the entire preaching message of Jesus. Sabi dito, From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Sabihin nyo nga ulit, kingdom. You see, Jesus was all about the kingdom. And if you're going to look at the whole Bible, the whole Gospels, kingdom was the overarching theme of everything Jesus did and taught. Mas madalas pa nga niya binanggit itong kingdom kaysa sa heaven, kaysa sa salvation. Ganun kahalaga yung kingdom para kay Jesus. In fact, in Matthew alone, he mentions kingdom 50 times. 50 times. Grabe. And the kingdom was so important to Jesus, he even said in Matthew 6.33, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And later on, you will see this. Jesus would tell His disciples to preach the exact same message. Anong sabi ni Jesus? Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. And other thing, another thing, most of His parables were about the kingdom. May meron siyang sinabi niya na Jesus, Jesus says the kingdom is like a hidden treasure. He said the kingdom is like a, is like a mustard seed. It's like a yeast. It's like a pearl etc. And in fact, kingdom is so central to his mission when he taught his disciples to pray. Anong sinabi niya? We should pray and say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And get this, Jesus was inaugurating, inuumpisa niya yung kingdom niya in Zebulun and Naphtali. Hindi niya inumpisaan dun sa sentro. Saan yung sentro? Sa capital, hindi sa Jerusalem. Bakit? Jesus would like to make a point that He is inaugurating His kingdom in Zebulun and Naphtali to tell us nakakaibang kingdom ito. That this kingdom was for the poor and suffering. This kingdom was the, for the small people. Ito ang problema. When we talk about kingdom, hindi natin masyadong naiintindihan. Kasi, when we talk about kingdom, what comes into your mind? Siguro, iba sa inyo, palasyo, royalty, kings, queens, luxury, gold, and jewels. And for many of you, siguro, pag sinabing kingdom, ang nai-imagine nyo yung zombie na series sa, sa Netflix. Hindi yon ibang kingdom yon. But, here's the real meaning of kingdom. For Jesus, kingdom means the space where God's will is followed. Kung saan siya ay nagahari. Sa Tagalog, mas maganda ito. Eh. Kingdom is not kaharian ng Diyos. Mas magandang translation, the more accurate Tagalog term is paghahari ng Diyos. In English, the reign of God. That is the kingdom wherein God is reigning in that tiny space of time in place. Kaya, mas maiintindihan natin ito if we actually go back to Genesis. You need to understand that in ancient times, people believed that only the king represented God. Kaya ang mga tao noon, kapag nakita nila yung hari, baw sila kagad sa hari. Bakit? 
Because for them, yung mga hari, pag, pag finalo nila yung hari, they are also following their God. Because for them, the king is God's representative here on earth. Kaya nga, ang ganda nung sinabi ng writer ng Genesis, it was actually revolutionary, even shocking and surprising. Bakit? Sabi in Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. God was declaring in the beginning that hindi lang yung hari ang representative niya. He was declaring that all of us, every one of us, we are representatives of God. Every human being was God's face, even the poor, even the slave, even the sick. Yes, even you na nanonood ngayon dyan sa bahay mo. Because everyone was an image bearer, a representative of God. And Genesis goes even further. He says this because after God created man, the Bible says, He blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. You see, ginamit niya yung term na reign. And when we talk about reign, ayan, paghahari na naman. Reign is kingdom language. And the beautiful thing about God's kingdom is this. Sobrang unique. Bakit? Sa kingdom ni Lord, hindi lang siya ang naghahari-harian. Hindi lang siya ang naghahari. He wants us, He wants you to co-partner with Him. He wants you to co-rule with Him. Gusto niya katuwang niya tayo. He wants you to be kings and queens of this world to represent His kingdom to the world. Ito ang problema. Yung, even if God made man in His image and likeness, Itong si Eva at si Adan, nagbida-bida. Gusto nila, sila ang bida. Sila lang ang magaling. Kaya, they rebelled against God. Ganon din yung mga sumunod na mga pinadala ni Lord, yung mga Israelites, they rebelled against God. In other words, these people, they have become bad representatives of God. Kaya, hindi na maaninag at mamukaan ang Diyos sa pinagagagawa ng tao. And because of this, nagkagulo ang mundo. The world was in chaos. And we needed a Savior. Kaya anong ginawa ng Diyos Ama? Sabi ni Lord, well, reset na lang lahat. Let's restart. In order for my will to be followed, eto na, pahapadala ko na si Jesus. And that's when Jesus came. It's, it was God the Father telling us, okay, eto yung anak ko. Eto ang gayahin ninyo. This is how you do it. Ganito dapat gayahin nyo siya. At babaguhin ko ang mundo. But eto mas maganda. Nung pinadala na si Jesus, Tingnan nyo, anong unang ginawa ni Jesus? Ang unang ginawa ni Jesus, hindi klaro sa kanya eh. To, ang kanyang mission is to preach the kingdom of God. Pero ang unang niyang ginawa, bago siya nag-preach, his first move was to recruit partners, was to recruit kingdom representatives. Nirecruit niya yung mga apostles. Kaya ano nangyari? Nirecruit niya si Simon, si Andrew, si James, at si John. Bakit? kailangan niya ng makakatulong para ipalaganap ang paghahari ng Diyos. And here's how it happened. Again, sinabi doon, he called the two brothers along the shore, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew. And Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. Later on, he saw another two, James and John. And immediately, James and John left their father Zebedee, inaiwan nila yung pagre-repair ng nets and they immediately followed Jesus. 
leaving the boat and their father behind. You see, it's interesting to note that when Jesus chose this apostles, itong kanyang mga disciples, hindi niya pinili yung pinakamatalino, hindi niya pinili yung aral sa scripture, pwede naman eh. Hindi niya pinili yung mga holy, yung mga pare no, during his time. Ang pinili niya, these four guys who were uneducated, untrained, unrefined fishermen. Oo, hindi sila mahirap, pero, oo, negosyante sila. Malit na negosyante lang. Pero walang alam tungkol sa salita ng Diyos. Walang theology background. Hindi nga masyadong holy. Ordinaryong mamamayan. Napaka-unqualified nitong mga tao na ito. Yet, the beautiful thing is this. In due time, these ordinary men would become the face of God in the world. And how will they do it? They did two things. The first one is this. They followed Jesus. When Jesus said, come follow me, itong mga apostles na ito, they immediately followed Jesus. And you see, to represent the king, you must first and foremost follow the king. Ang tanong ito, are you a great follower? Sumusunod ka ba? O bidabida ka palagi? Naalala ko to one time, may lumapit sa akin ang mga youth leaders at sinabi nila sa akin, Brother Velden, I wanna follow Jesus like how you follow Jesus. We wanna change the world. Ang sabi ko lang sa kanila, well, maganda yan, you, want, you would like to change the world, you wanna follow Jesus. Pero bago nyo isipin to change the world, ang tanong ko sa inyo ito, sumusunod ba kayo sa nanay at tatay ninyo? Sumusunod ba kayo kapag may inuutos sila? O nagbibingi-bingi yan, nagtatamad-tamaran kayo? And you see, sumusunod ba kayo? Sabi ko sa kanila, kapag ka sinabi niyang maghugas kayo ng kamay, lalo na ngayon, COVID-19, isabay mo na rin yung mga plato at mga pinagkainan ninyo. Sumusunod ba kayo kapag sinabi ng mga magulang ninyo na huwag ka muna mag-boyfriend o mag-girlfriend? Kasi naniniwala ako, kung hindi nyo kayang sundin yung mga magulang ninyo, ay mas mahirapan kayong sundin si Lord kasi mas demanding, mas grabe ang ipapagawa sa inyo ni Lord. Are you a great follower? Kung hindi ka naman bata, sumusunod ka ba? Lalo na ngayon, sinasabihan tayo na to stay at home. Sinasabi sa atin ng gobyerno, stay at home. Are you staying at home? O yung iba kasi minsan, pasaway pa. Labas pa ng labas ng bahay. Kung nasaan sa supermarket, doon pa nagtitiktok, nagsasasayaw. But kidding aside, the question is this. When Jesus is asking you to do something, are you obeying it immediately? Again, I love saying this. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. Kapag may inutos ba sa'yo si Lord, may sinabi sa'yo si Lord, sumusunod ka ba kagad? O dinedelay mo pa? Minsan merong is, sa akong tao, kilala, ganito. Sinabi na sa kanya, o, oh, let go mo na siya. O, oh, kalimutan mo na yan. Mag-move on ka na. Because I have someone better for you. Yung iba, talaga, Lord, sige, susunod ako. Pero Lord, pwede bang sandali muna? Kasi baka mag-text pa siya. Baka bumalik pa eh. Eh, patay tayo dyan. Eh, dinapornada tuloy yung pagsunod. You see, in order to represent the king, you must follow the king. Second is this. After the disciples followed Jesus, Jesus said, I will show you how to fish for people. And itong mga apostles na to, these four, they changed identity from fishermen to fishers of men. You see, to represent the king, you must change your identity. That's why Matthew said, 
These four, they left their nets at once and followed the Lord immediately. Hindi sinasabi, let me clarify this to you, hindi sinasabi ng Diyos na mag-resign ka, you quit your job, no. Baka mamaya kasi mag-mass resignation, puro mga taga-fisbikutan. Ako pa masisi ninyo pagka wala kayong trabaho after this. No, God is not asking us to leave our jobs. When Jesus was talking about leaving their nets, this wasn't about leaving their livelihood. This was about leaving their labels. This is about leaving their comfort zones, leaving our attachments. Kasi, truth be told, actually, when you follow Jesus, most of the time, God will ask you to leave what's familiar. God will ask you to leave yung mga bagay na nakasanayan mo na. Let me give you an example. During this time of COVID-2019, isa sa pinaka nakaka-frustrate for me is that I'm a provider. There's a label in my chest that says, I'm a provider. I'm the father. I'm the father. I'm the husband. I'm the man of the house and I need to find food and find, find provision for my family. Pero alam nyo, during this time, I'm not being called by God to become a provider. Alam nyo, ang trabaho ko ngayon is to become a playmate to my son. Araw-araw, laro kami kutsi-kutsihan. Araw-araw, kulitan. Minsan ako tagapaligo, tagapakain dun sa anak ko. Nunood kami ng TV, sabay. Laro lang kami ng laro. And honestly, mahirap siya para sa akin. Kasi mas nakasanayang ko nang lumalabas, nagtatrabaho, finding ways to provide for my family. But at this moment, I'm being called by God to become a playmate to my son. And kailangan ko iwanan yung label na provider ako. And you see, in order for us to be God's face, sometimes we need to leave those labels. Ang tanong ko sa inyo ito, what are the labels God is asking you to leave right now? Some of you here, your label is an engineer, a salesperson, a teacher, a husband, a wife, a father and mother. You see, I'm not saying that hindi importante itong mga roles na ito. Importante yan. Pero ang gusto ko lang sabihin sa inyo that you are much deeper than that. Meron pang mas mahalagang role, may mas mahalagang pang label kaysa dyan sa mga bagay na yan. At ano yun? Our ever-present label is this. At every single moment in our lives, you are being called by God to be His representative. You are being called by God to be His face in this world. And sometimes, yes, you are God's face. And most of the time, it's important to listen to God because there will be times that God will ask you to let go of your beloved labels in order for you to be His face to this broken world. Para sa atin, sanay tayo nagtatrabaho, bitawan niyo muna yung label na yan. Sanay tayo nag enjoy bitawan niyo muna yan. Let go of your comfort zone. Stay at home. And don't just stay at home. Please be God's face to the people around you. Please be God's face dun sa tao sa social media. Huwag yung puro negativity. Ang pinapakalat natin dyan. Nasa bahay ka nga, puro nega naman yung pinopost mo. E di, hindi lang ikaw ang negative, nahahawa pa yung ibang tao. Mas toxic pa minsan sa coronavirus, di ba? You see, all I'm asking is this. Maybe God is asking you to let go of some of your labels during these times of this crisis so that you can be a face to this broken world. You are God's face. Now, let me end this talk by sharing to you these good vibes. People who have been heroes in this 
COVID-19 crisis. Alam nyo, let me give you this analogy. Ah. Naniniwala ako na yung crisis na kinakaharap natin ngayon is like hot water. Tayo naman para tayong tsaa. Teabags. At ang teabag, kapag sinausaw mo sa mainit na tubig, lumalabas yung tunay na katas na. And you see, crisis is like that hot water. Crisis reveals who we are. This COVID-19 crisis is actually revealing the best and the worst in us. And ang tanong ko sa inyo ito, ano ba ang lumalabas sa'yo ngayong krisis na ito? Mega o positive? Good things or bad things? Is this bringing out the best in you or the worst in you? My prayer is this, as Christians, as Catholics, as feasters, sana lumabas yung pagiging, pagiging muka ng Diyos natin sa gitna ng krisis na ito. And I believe, alam nyo, kung meron mang isang bagay na positive, one great thing about this COVID-19 virus is that this situation is actually bringing us to the basics. It's bringing back humanity together, I believe. Bakit? Kasi lumalabas yung pagkabayani, yung pagka-selfless, pagka-generous, pagka-matulungin ng bawat isa. Bigyan ko kayo ng example. Meron tayong isang servant dito sa feast, sa feast Alabang District, sa feast SM South Mall to be exact, si Mikey Cas. Kaibigan ko yan. At alam niya ito si Mikey, simula nung in-announce yung lockdown, alam niya na mahihirapan yung mga healthcare workers na magkaroon ng transportation. Yung iba, di ba? Naglalakad. Pero siya anong ginawa niya? Minabuti niya na mag-post sa social media na ano. Itong ginagawa niya, everyday nagpo-post siya ng oras kung kailan niya pwedeng pick upin yung mga healthcare workers para ihatid sundo niya sa kanilang mga ospital. Yan yung kanyang mini-sacrifice and mini-help so that we can all survive this crisis together. And what's good about Mikey is this, alam nyo, itong taong ito, tatay din siya, may mga anak din siya, dalawa, but he is willing to let go of his label as a family man, as a husband, as a, as a father, in order to be God's face and heroes to these healthcare workers. Ang daming magaganda, good vibes, yan ang spread natin. Bigyan ko kayo example. Marami pa dito sa feast natin, meron tayong kapatid dito na sunugan sila, yung mga taga-Eldorado dito sa Better Living. At alam nyo, upon hearing that, yung mga servants ng feast, talagang they pulled funds, gumawa ng paraan para mapadalhan ng tulong yung mga kapatid natin na nandun sa Eldorado. Ganun din, meron din isang tayong servant dito sa feast, na-lockdown yung street nila dahil merong siyang kapitbahay na may COVID-2019 disease. Alam nyo, yung mga tao, mga feasters, yun din, gumawa ng paraan para mapadalhan siya ng tulong ng grocery ng pagkain kasi hindi na sila makalabas ng bahay. So my question to you today is this. Alam ko, mahirap yung kinakaharap natin ngayon. In the midst of the COVID-2019 crisis, are you God's face to others? Or are you adding fear and anxiety and negativity to the people around you? Sana maging muka tayo ni Jesus sa iba. Hindi lang sana muka, maging kamay, maging paa, maging katawan ni Kristo sa bawat isa. Again, let me remind you, you are God's face. Wherever you go, as long as you become God's face, you are actually expanding God's kingdom. 
wherever you are. Nasa bahay, you can be God's face. You can expand God's kingdom right where you are right now. Hindi kailangan malaki yung actions natin. No? Your actions does not have to be big. It does not matter how small your acts are. All you need to do is to put so much love in what you do. Just love. Kasi itong paniniwala ko, hanggat nagmamahal ka, nagahari ang Diyos. You are God's face. Can I pray for you as we end this talk? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, I lift up to you my dear brothers and sisters watching right now online. I pray that you will be with them, O Lord, in this time of crisis and need. May you be the comfort that they need. May you be the purpose that they need right now. And Lord, I ask you, Lord, that you give us the strength to become God's face wherever we are, in our houses, in our homes, wherever you are calling us to go, O Lord. And Lord, I also pray for everyone, Lord, who is struck by this disaster, the whole world, O Lord. We are praying for health restoration. We are praying for everything to be restored in your own proper time. Lord, we believe you are sovereign. Lord, we believe you are in control. And Lord, in faith and in hope, we surrender to you as we become God's face in this world. Bless us, O Lord, so we can be a blessing to others in this time of crisis. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, this is Brother Velden Lim. Thank you for watching this video. And I pray that you will be with us next week. I'll be posting some videos. Please tune in as well on my Facebook page, at Velden Lim. Look it up. I'll be posting live videos as well later on this week so that I can be, in my own way, be God's face to you as well. For those of you who would like to give your love offerings, your tithes, your donations, you can click the link below. There's a give button. You can give through many ways, bank deposit, PayPal, credit cards, etc. It's up to you. Please be generous so that we can continue to become God's face, especially in this time of need. Again, this is Brother Velden Lim. Remember, you are God's face. I'll see you next time. God bless you.